0: so we're not going to do the bit no i don't think so i don't think i can keep up with it what do you mean you can't no no will ferrell and uh ryan reynolds who's probably the sexiest man in hollywood right now did it so do it okay follow my lead you ready three Uh, two one go I could be brown, I could be blue, I could be I, bi- be brown, I could brown, be blue, I could be yeah. brown, bi- I could be, brown. be, brown, I blue, be blue, blue, I could be I, I could be blue, I, I could be blue, I, I could be, be no, you have, to, you have to wait, you have to wait until I'm done doing it, then you do it. You know, I really tried there, I really gave it a fucking effort, if you're gonna, if you're gonna give me these, uh, condescending notes, I don't think I can, I don't think I can do this. Oh my god, ladies and gentlemen, we are... I quit the show. What? Yeah, I'm done damn that's scary. Yeah, I guess damn, you know it all scary. ends here yeah. because okay. you asked me to do something that I didn't actually want to do. Uh I didn't even uh do a Borat joke this time. Yeah. I'm actually just kidding. You want to do that jackal thing? Kind, kind of. It. Okay. Okay. High five. Ah, you feel. you feel. We can't we can't sing. We can't. There's no okay. singing. no singing. There's no singing. <laughs> Ladies and yeah. gentlemen, we are Damn this scary.
1: scary.
0: That's right, everyone. My name is Micah. I'm coming out of Reno, Nevada. I am I uh, just just busting loads everywhere over here. Blah 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 blah. Over there in Buffalo, New York is uh the biggest fan of Blink 182 that I have ever met. Greg. Come on, Greg. Well, I guess this is growing up. Yay! <laughs> so this is our new format, everybody. We're changing things up a little bit. New format! New format! New format! New format! New format! Oh, I love it. Ladies and gentlemen, so the feature review of this week is going to be none other than John Gulliger's Beast. Feast! Lagger. Gulag. The 2005 classic, which is basically Demon Knight, but made a decade later and with beasts instead of devil goblins. That's right. And I That's- cannot wait to get into our list of characters. But before all that, oh? I think it's time to apologize, Greg. This again. Yeah, I'm afraid so. Uh All as right. per tradition, I would like to go first. Please do. I just want to apologize uh Matt 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 oh, Thank you, Matt. Good. I want to apologize to the the actual Gallagher brothers. Um mm-hmm. it turns out they weren't the ones smashed my watermelons. Well, they weren't the ones fucking my watermelons. It turned out it was uh prop comic extraordinaire Gallagher. You know what? This yep. actually makes a whole lot of sense. This is all kind of coming together. Yeah, it turned out that uh, the Gallagher brothers were in a band called Oasis. They never did comedy. Yeah, they made music. Um, the other guy, he focused his entire life around uh, hitting melons with a mallet yeah uh and i feel like i i owe a double apology here first off to the gallagher brothers uh liam Mm -hmm. and uh bobby they're still alive and thriving and making uh james stephen gerald uh mortimer uh bartholomew yeah the gallagher's yeah they're all fine alive and thriving and unfortunately still making terrible fucking music that can't be true It, it is my friend But, uh, yeah, it turns out that uh, the incredible genius mastermind Gallagher is actually the one that perished. And I feel like that's our fault because of how much we talk about Gallagher on the show. We We killed another one, Greg. Praised him extensively in our previous episodes. I think we uh, over-mentioned him, really. Uh, Yeah, we definitely over-mentioned him. We over-obliged. All right, so there it is. We killed Meatloaf. Killed Meatloaf. We killed Gilbert. Killed Gilbert. We killed Coolio. Yeah.
1: We killed the queen.
0: She's gone. She's forgotten. Yeah, we killed Clue Gallagher. Gulliger. Still regretting that one. Yeah, that's a big one. hmm And uh, now we killed prop comic Gallagher. Unfortunately, uh, that is what we're dealing with today. Yeah. So I will raise my glass, my white Russian, my Caucasian, if you will, Mm, to the one and only a moment of silence, please, Greg. Okay. Uh, Gallagher, salute. (laughs) Good night. Sweet. Watermelon Prince. Smashing watermelons in hell. Okay, Greg, I feel better. Oh, I feel great. Yeah, that was that was perfect. Good apology. Good Thank start you. to the Thank new you. episode. Good start to the new format. New format. Yeah. Um, I too have an apology. Oh, yes, yeah, it's, it's the apology corner. Yeah, we're we're starting off with this. It's, it feels different. It feels new. But uh, yeah, here I go. Again, on I... my own. Yeah, okay. okay. I'll be your time. To to alleged rapist Justin Long, I have to apologize for alleging that you might possibly be a rapist. Based off of your performance in Barbarian and also the general vibe you give off as a person in real life. That's a terrible thing to accuse someone of and an even TERRIBLE-er thing to be guilty of. So for your sake, and ours, I really hope that it isn't true. But, if it is, may you get what's coming to you in Hell, where I hear, they really get a kick out of stuffing things inside people who are guilty of the specific kind of sin you allegedly and repeatedly have committed. In conclusion, I think I speak for both of us at DTS in saying, that we are sorry and we have no money so please don't sue us in an attempt to keep your criminal past quiet thank you wait real quick yeah what do they do to you in hell what you're guilty of oh they put things inside of you yeah they they stuff you like a like an overpacked piece of luggage that needs to be crammed into a carry-on bin oh my god greg the only thing i'm guilty of is marrying a green-eyed red-headed woman yeah they're all crazy oh there's only one of them you dumb idiot well okay greg i feel a lot better you feel a lot better i say oh, it's yeah. time to get into our feature of the week and that okay. is feast, feast. uh feast. as we mentioned at the beginning of the show i can't think of a better way to bring in the holidays than feast You think a feast, you think about sitting at the table with friends, family, your relatives, and uh, cutting into the Thanksgiving turkey, the fucking Christmas bird, the ham, all that bullshit. I think about bringing up awkward topics like politics and religion just to see what people think. Yeah, you may even get into a fistfight with your uncle. Only if he's drunk. (laughs) Only if I'm drunk. To be fair, we're all going to be drunk. That's right. So we are going to tackle away at uh, 2005 John Guliger's Feast. This movie was Harvey Weinstein's. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. And his brothers. You're cool. First movie where they stepped away from dimension films and kind of started doing their own bullshit for their horror movie selection of movies. Let me stop you right there and let's not push the whole Weinstein thing. It's history's greatest monster. I'm just giving a little history on the movie, Greg. I wasn't going to push the Weinstein thing. I was just, uh, you know, letting our fans know. Let's just bury that real quick and pretend that he had nothing to do with it. Yeah, bury it the same way he buried his... <laughs> so this movie, Feast, was actually produced by Wes Craven, who we all know and love, mm-hmm. uh, from such feature films as... Hold on, I'm trying to think of something very obscure that Wes Craven did. John Carpenter's vampire. That's right. Wesley Earl Craven, who we all know and love from the cult classic Ghost of Mars. <laughs> My favorite and yours. Now, uh, we mentioned Ben Affleck and Matt Damon earlier. Uh, mm-hmm. There was actually re- a reality show based on them making this movie and producing I remember this that. movie. Do you yeah. really go all the way back to now, So 2005. How old were you, dude? I think this was the first of them. I was just graduating high school. What? No, yeah, I'm just kidding. I graduated in uh, 02, but I wanted to seem younger and more. I graduated younger. in 02 also. But you were held back a year, so. It's because I'm a regular old Daniel Day-Lewis. I didn't want to be the one to say it. Take it to the zoo. But yeah, I was, um, I was 22 years old, and I remember that reality show. It didn't last long, but I remember like a lot of behind-the-scenes shit to Feast. I remember a lot of scandal. I remember a lot of Weinstein pressuring people into uh, hotel bathrooms. It's crazy that that was considered non-controversial at the time. I want to blame the music of Nickelback for that. Sounds appropriate. History's greatest monster. So this movie, which was directed by John Gulliger, who actually directed not just the first Feast, but two and three. He directed Prana three double d you see that one buddy oh yeah and i appreciate that extra d for sure he also went on to direct 2018's children of the corn runaway oh yeah i don't remember runaway but i know i saw it i think i had something to do with a pregnant chick something yeah. about corn something about and kids once again in keeping with the director's vision i still appreciate that extra d ah! This movie was actually only made because Dimension Films was about to lose the rights to Children of the Corn. And he decided it was about time to pump out another Children of the Corn movie. So they got John Gulliger to fucking make this, pump it out real quick. And it was actually shot on the same set that they used to shoot Hellraiser Judgment. That movie sucked. It might but... be my favorite Hellraiser. Oh, I thought your favorite was uh, Revelations. Of course, of course. John Gulliger, the director of Feast, was also a a Cenobite in Hellraiser Judgment where he played the assessor. Now, do you remember that fat, tubby, lubby piece of shit that was eating the papers uh, mixed with children's tears and he threw it up where all those naked Cenobites ate it? Oh, yeah, that bullshit Butterball wannabe? Yeah, I remember him. Yeah, that's him, actually. That was John Gulag. Yeah, that was it. That was John. Well, you know what? He's no clue. Well, since you mentioned clue. Why don't we get into our list of characters for Feast, my man? Which is my favorite part of the show. What a great idea. My friend. Fuck face. Before we really get into the specifics, I have to say this film does an absolutely perfect job of outlining everything you need to know about each and every character as they show up. So I'm going to do this in order of appearance. Our first character is named Bozo. Bozo. I like that a lot, Greg. Bully. Bully good. Thank you. Yes. So, Bozo is an unemployed town jackass. He is a douchebag under pressure. He's a lucky Larry. He's a nervous Nelly. He is a bit of a Debbie Downer. But most importantly, his life expectancy is dead by dawn. Ooh, I do like that. Of course, Greg is talking about none other than Balthazar Getty. Mm. Let me say that again. His name is actually Balthazar. Balthazar. Balthazar, uh, Greg, I don't know if you do this, but Balthazar has quite the repertoire under his belt. I've heard he's he... a fucking wizard. Wait, what? <laughs> Who the fuck's named Balthazar? <laughs> <laughs> I heard he owns a tower in the fucking Lord of the Rings. So Balthazar the Grey was also Ralph in Lord of the Flies. Okay. Did you know that? No. He was also Tom O bulliard and young guns too oh young guns too actually uh starring alongside emilio estevez perfect uh and then he did a bunch of fucking tv shit that no one cares about but more importantly to us horror yeah. fans he was jimmy in uh the cult classic the tripper doesn't have it a whole is- lot to do with wizardry but still pretty fucking awesome has a lot to do with david arquette so our next character is named harley mom oh good she is a bad girl biker, a wild card with a criminal past. She is a tough-as-nails ass kicker who takes no crap from nobody. Yeah, uh, this is Diana Alea Goldner. Yeah, and she's actually the director's wife. But she has great tittery. Yes, and they are shown off liberally throughout the film. That's all we have to know about her. (laughs) Our next character is unapologetically named Hot Wheels. Oh. Yeah, he is a handy, capable delinquent who sells fireworks to children. What are you, my dad? He is also literally invincible because his legs don't work. That's right. This is Josh Zuckerman, and uh, you could see him play as a young Dr. Evil in Austin Powers Goldmember. He was also in Sex Drive, and he does a bunch of voiceover work and a bunch of cartoons that nobody gives a shit about. Yes, and his older extraterrestrial brother started the metaverse and is behind the empire that is Facebook. What did you say (laughs) Zuckerman? (laughs) Our next character is named Coach! Coach? Who could this be? He is a down-on-his-luck motivational speaker. He is the poor man's Tony Robbins and the even poorer man's Henry Rollins. That's right. Coach is played by none other than Henry Rawlings. Henry Rollins, who we all know and love from the motion picture, The Last Heist, Gutterman, Portlandia, mm-hmm. Gutterman. He was a character in Mr. Pickles, but yeah. more importantly, who could forget Henry Rollins' excellent performance in 1995's Johnny Mnemonic. Yeah, he was also in a bunch of music some of you kids might remember. I don't know any of that. You fool! And then we have Grandma, who is a crusty menopausal Whore! whore? With a checkered but undeniably sexy past. She's a goddamn whore! Her big claim to fame is that she once blew Mick Jagger. And I'm not talking about the musician. I am talking about the trucker. Wait, 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 wait. That's right. We are talking about Eileen Ryan, who unfortunately passed away just a few weeks ago. October 9th at the age of 94. Uh, That's not too bad. uh, Right now, the DTS stance is that we are honoring her and dedicating this episode to her. All right. Well, she real was quick, all... uh, Moment of silence, go. Moment of silence. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> <My laughs> <buddy, you laughs> f- beautiful. Beautiful. Sleep well. <laughs> Sweet grandma. Sucking Dixon Hill. So then there's Jason Muse. The Ector, The heartthrob. The drug enthusiast. He is most famous for being Kevin Smith's hetero life partner slash personal manservant. Yeah, it's Jason Mewes. It's Jason Mewes. Yeah, you Jason know him. Mewes. You love him. Hey, he's got a big dick. Really? He showed it in uh, that one movie. I didn't see that one. Yeah, uh, 13 going on 30. Inches of cock. He's Jay from Jay and Simon Bob. He's Jay. That's all he's done. Jay and Simon Bob. That's it. Excellent. Next, we have Beer Guy. Hey, he's a loser. He's a dork. He is a part time host at Red Lobster. He is a former model and a comical dumbass. And he is also a real Judah Freelander type. Yeah, he's looked the same for, I want to say, 20 fucking years. Famous for his insightful heads. And his sideburns? Yeah, to the same extent, sure. Yeah, sure. He was on uh, SNL, 30 Rock. And a whole mm-hmm. bunch of other shit and he literally plays the same person in every single thing that but he's to been be in. fair he's really goddamn good at it so he's more power so to you it. buddy yeah yeah i'm a judah fan he's basically uh an ugly ryan reynolds the okay. same in every movie well you know what i always say my man judah be my guy So most importantly, we come to Bartender, which is a nondescript name for a very descript actor. He is a grizzled badass who prides himself on being shot four times, stabbed six times, bitten by a squirrel, and I gotta say, possibly played by Joe Biden. Not a bad question, Bert. Possibly played by Joe Biden, but this is the other, just other than- kidding. He is Clue Goolagger. Yeah, Greg. Get a Clue. Just terrible. We don't need to say anything about this fucking cat. You all know him. You all love him. We I'm all know Clue Goolagger. We all love Clue Goolagger. In one of our favorite uh, DTS movies, Return of the Living Dead, he's famous for being great. I love the little son of a bitch. <laughs> so moving on, our next character is Tuppy. She is a jaded single mom, a disillusioned waitress. She is also a bit of a prostitute. (laughs) who chugs dick to buy her kids' school clothes. As every good mom would, this is Krista Allen, who's best known for Mm. her part as Lady in the Elevator in Liar Liar, and Stacy from Anger Management. Both films in which she basically played a prostitute who chugs dick to buy her kids' school clothes. God bless you. So then we have Vet, who is a war veteran. No shit. His life expectancy is basically described as don't ask, don't tell by the film itself. And I interpreted that to mean, uh, well, he's the black guy. So uh, hmm, make your own decision on that. <laughs> oh, I can, oh, okay. This is Anthony Tretch Chris. He is an actor, a composer, a director. You can find him in such films as Juice, Nothing to Lose, Money Talks, Juice, The Family Business, Juice, and a whole bunch of other shit. Uh, But more importantly, he is in a Pacific Rim knockoff called Atlantic Rim. Oh my God. Literally the same fucking movie, the same story, with worse practical effects, and it takes place in the Atlantic Ocean. Not quite as compelling when you're not circling around the fucking ring of fire, my friend. Hey. And then we have Bossman, who is the bar owner. He's an asshole. He is a mean, stoned, horny beard rocker and ballbuster. And I have to say, this guy is definitely going to die ASAP. Absolutely, uh, mm. this is Dwayne Whitaker, who you can find in From Dust Till Dawn Part Two. You sure. can find him in Pulp Fiction. Yep. Uh, and then, uh, you know what? That's the only things that really matter. Pretty fucking cool, though. I would be in both those movies. Yeah, he was also in Three From Hell, and I'm pretty yeah. sure this is also Vinny Paul in uh, Pantera. Yeah, that sounds that sounds accurate. Yeah. You yeah. Can this, tell by the this, facial hair. This is Vinnie Paul. But more importantly, let's move on to a little character named Honey Pie, who is an actress, slash singer, slash dancer, slash model. Which basically means that she's a big old stripper. Probably. And I can only assume that most of her income gets stuffed into her waistband. Yay! Yeah. Uh, this is uh Jenny Wade from uh. The good guys, uh, the wedding band. She was in a few episodes of Magnum PI. Yeah, probably. Uh, the the new the new Magnum PI. Yeah. Uh, but more importantly, she is a recurring character in the Feast series. We'll talk about that later on. Spoiler. Yeah. Oops. So then there's Cody, who is toughy shitty kid who really gives a shit what happens to him. I don't really want to uh, spend time on this. Children suck. We don't want to talk about kids in movies. Enough of that. Yeah, sure. So our next character slash character in, which is a new term I just developed, is hero slash heroine. Yeah. Okay. A couple of hardened, ass-kicking beast battlers who might just be everyone else's only hope for survival. That's right. The hero, Eric Dane who showed up in uh uh that third X-Men movie as uh John Maddox, the multiple man. This character was actually offered to Mark Wahlberg. Huh. Uh, Mark Wahlberg actually turned the role down. See, Ben Affleck and Matt Damon were just like, hey, Mark, they're like doing cocaine in the backseat of uh, Pinto. And they're like, yo, we got this part for you. And Mark Wahlberg was like, you know what? I'm not going to fucking do it. Uh, So instead, this cat stepped up to the bar. He took the role. And, uh, of course, the heroine, Navi Rawat, uh, who is also in uh, the collection movie. Perfect. Let's talk about something important. All right, my man. So how about we get into a little bit of the plot? Yeah, let's do it. We start with our man, Bozo, entering his favorite bar, where our ragtag cast of characters eagerly awaits the arrival of some sort of harbinger. Turn back while you are still can. That's right, Bozo gets out of a car that has a bumper sticker that says, my other toy has tits, which I absolutely love. Beer guy gets high with boss man, grandma is slowly getting shit-faced, biker mom's thinking about robbing the place, Meanwhile, beer guy and bartender shoot the shit. Jason Muse refuses to leave the bar so they can shoot a movie. And Coach flirts with Honey Pie. That's a lot going on there, Greg. Sounds like oh, we got yeah. ourselves quite the array of characters here. in uh-huh. this bar in the middle of fucking nowhere. And Tuffy dejectedly resigns herself to a night of drinking the agony of small-time life away. That's right. She is drinking away and boss man gives her the eyes to lead her upstairs into, uh, which appears to be where boss man lives. And apparently she is, um, an unapologetic prostitute. Sex worker, Uh, sex worker. I'm sorry. Sex worker, lot lizard, whatever you want to call these women of the night, (laughs) but I love Mm -hmm. this scene so much that she actually has her son up there and says, you know the well, drill, sweetie. Put these headphones on. Mommy's going to go have her meeting. I'm not totally sure why you love that, but uh, I don't know. Maybe we could explore that in a future episode. When we. Have oh, to did I say I psychology. love that? Did I say I love that? Oh, well, you did. I love the scene so much. Look, man, we've all been in that situation where you're sucking down a Capri Sun in between rounds. I'm not sure you meant you love that so much as you meant you relate to that. Oh, that's the word I'm looking for. Okay, Which yeah, is that's perfectly right. perfectly fine. I love a good milf. What do you like So just as everyone seems to be enjoying an evening of alcohol, pool hustling, and selling their orifices for petty cash, our hero arrives. Okay, we can call him that. He shows up covered in blood and wielding a shotgun. He warns everyone that savage beasts are coming, and hell is coming with them. Uh, 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 that's right. He's cocking the shotgun. He's covered in blood. He's acting like a total badass, and they ask him, who are you? And he stares at them, and with fire in his eyes, he states, I'm the guy who's gonna save your asses. And before he can even finish his soliloquy, he is unceremoniously ripped through the window and turned into a milkshake. That's right, these monsters, they take head, but they never give it, baby. And at this point, all hell breaks loose. Honey pie's bosoms are covered in blood. Vet gets punched through the ribcage and killed. Biker mom loses a leg. Hero's wife, heroine, comes flying in after him. Jason Mewes gets shot or something. The feast beast fucks a deer. Oh! And basically everyone just has a gun and shoots the shit out of him. That's right. Jason Mewes gets his face ripped off just like Nicolas Cage. Boss oh. man is upstairs plowing away at, uh, at Tuffy. And he gets hey. shot through the fucking foot. Oh. But this little baby monster thing it gets stuck in uh, a little icebox, right? Basically, they trap it. They shoot it a bunch of times, but it doesn't seem phased. And they just lock it in a little ice box. Our survivors regroup. They try to make sense of the carnage that just ensued. Tuffy goes upstairs to check on her son, who immediately gets devoured. Bored! 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 Credit to this movie for actually 86ing a child so soon in the plot. Yeah, I I love to see it. So happy. And not only is, like, th- th- does the kid die. He doesn't die off camera or anything. They treat him the way that fucking owl treat the Tootsie Pop in those 1970s Tootsie Pop commercials. One, two, three. Mr. Turtle, how many licks does it take to get to the Tootsie Roll center of a... T- Oh, you like potty? Mmm. And you need to come on down to the cellar. I got a whole freezer full of potty. I never made it without biting. Call the police. Get your fat ass back here. So Beer Guy gets covered in vomit and maggots. Blondie strips down in front of everyone to get her boobs all cleaned up. Yeah! And after a brief boarding shit up montage everyone waits nervously for the next attack i always love boarding up montages in movies like this it's like you find the shittiest shit possible and you hammer it to a goddamn wall you cover up your windows and it's like yeah that'll hold them and it's like i don't think they will yeah it's all pallets and cutting boards and fucking pool tables and just anything you can find Hey, we got a sofa. uh, Put it up against the door. Right. Anything you can do to keep the monsters out. And honestly, can't blame them. Yeah, yeah. You keep the monsters out as much as you want. Michael Jackson will still find a way in. But uh, unfortunately for Michael Jackson, that kid's dead. Well, they take this moment to execute the beast that they previously trapped in the icebox. Yeah, because uh, Henry Rollins actually gives a speech about how we have to show these creatures that we are superior, that we're not afraid of them, that we're not scared. Always be closing. We need to display that man is the prominent species by man! putting this dead corpse of a beast on a spike and showing the rest of them who's boss. Get mad, you son of a bitches. Get mad. But you know what? Yep. It doesn't really work. No, no, it doesn't. Uh, The monsters aren't too happy about this. Mm, No, no, no. The beast outside steals the dead body of the baby beast, eats it, and they quickly get to work uh, conceiving a new one. I like that these monsters fuck doggy style. Oh! Yeah, they just start humping, and within about 30 seconds, they're just producing more. Yeah, and uh, this actually does go full Demon Knight. Yep, that's what I'm saying, man. This is basically uh, the Demon Knight prototype, and that's probably why I love it so much. Sure. So, Heroin. Oh, yeah, awesome! Which is to say, the wife of Hero, gives us some backstory, saying that they originally hit one of these beasts with their car on the interstate and escaped to this bar with the beasts trailing them close behind. Yeah, so it turns out that these two fuckers are the reason for all this bullshit because Mm -hmm. it was totally a hit and run. Yep, their indiscretions led to many, many deaths. And that just does not seem fair. No! Boss Man considers giving her back to the beasts. But Beer Guy realizes that he is slowly being digested and has a major meltdown and quickly and effectively gets bored right in the eye. Oh my God, this scene will put every Jalo movie to shame. This eye-ripping scene will make your stomach turn. This eye-ripping scene will make you gag. This eye-ripping scene takes... What feels like a lifetime, Greg. I know I shit my pants. I shit my pants? That wasn't- That that wasn't accidental. That was- It was was, uh, was was, You know it was, actually. I I didn't do that on purpose. I'm glad you pointed it out, though. Yeah! They hear shit getting torn apart upstairs, and assemble a crew to go investigate. But before all that happens, I want to point out that nobody actually gives a shit that beer guy got his eyeball ripped out. True. Everybody else is more concerned at the fact that Henry Rollins had his pants ripped off by a monster. I mean, that's what I was focusing on. Nobody cared the fact that this guy only has one eye left. Well, right about now, this is where Bozo goes upstairs and finds a radio, but is immediately menaced by the beasts. Beast. He narrowly escapes, and they manage to slam the beast's monster in the door, severing it in true slapstick fashion. That was a real fun scene. That was actually in the reality show. Really? Yeah, it was. There was a behind-the-scenes thing where it showed them uh, with the giant monster cock filling it with, like, this clam chowder substance to resemble cum. Just flipping it around, just slapping it, mushing it, kicking it with your feet. Yeah, a lot of fun. A lot Sounds of like fun. like a great time. I would enjoy that, I think. Me too. So, Coach makes another inspirational speech. Coffee's for closes on And they all remember that there's a secret trapdoor in the basement that they can use to escape, which I guess they didn't really think about earlier. It's just hey, yeah, better. No. You know what, Yeah, beer guy came up with this. He doesn't get enough credit because he's melting, and he only has one eyeball. Yeah, but you know what, he is the beer guy, so I feel like he's the guy that would use that hatch. Beer, nigh the science guy. Oh. Beer, 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 science guy. Nice, that worked out well. Yeah, yeah, he'll eat your f***. So, naturally, their plan evolves, to the point that they make a bomb out of biker mom. Yeah. And right? uh I love that it's uh chess. beer beer guy does the whole like oh, we're going to hell for this. Yeah, we're uh we're turning one of our corpses into an explosive. So it might as well be the dead one that lost a leg earlier. Yeah, but they uh they never checked her pulse. They throw her to the wolves, so to speak, and her corpse gets dragged out into the yard and unceremoniously face fucked, but
1: face fucked.
0: He was alive this whole time. Yeah. Um. Now, what version of this movie did you watch, Greg? Well, the unrated, of course. Well, where did you watch it? In the safety of my own home. Okay. Very good. Very good. I. Yeah. Uh, so there is a version on Tubi. Uh, which is the only place that this is like really streaming. The monster comes and fucks her face, but there's an unrated version that I used to have on DVD when I was in my twenties in the unrated version of this, which is just awesome. The monster fucks Harley mom's face. Who's tied up to a, a gurney strapped in bombs. And the monster is done. He goes running off and fucks off. Harley mom lays Back on the ground and actually spits a mouthful of monster cum everywhere. It's like the the real fast, like like getting your face fucked, and then <laughs> spit and cum everywhere. And then she yep, got blown. That up. is uh, that is absolutely not the version that I saw. Yeah, the unrated version has that. A lot of cum in the unrated version. A lot of cum. Yay! So after she spits monster semen all over the place. She immediately gets bored to pieces, which I think is a mercy killing on the part of Bozo. He plugs in her explosive and just blows her to hell. I would want to die if getting face-fucked by one of those monsters. Well, first she blew the monster to hell, and then Bozo blew her to hell. It worked out. It was poetic justice. Yeah, and now she's blowing in hell. You were a good whore. But meanwhile, we have Heroin running for the truck. She's trying to escape. She's trying to get the keys in the door, but instead, she just gets trapped outside. Bozo and Boss Man are fighting over a gun and accidentally shoot her in the side. It was—it just kind of all happened at once. Yeah, that because that sucked. Yeah, she's gone. She's dead. She's gone. Fucking. What's- what's the thing we do on the show? DEAD FOREVER! DEAD and FOREVER! Too bad. Go fuck yourself. Go fuck, fuck yourself. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you! All hope seems lost... ...until Tuffy evolves into Heroin Part 2! Which, two, I basically two. think, um, that just means fentanyl, right? And she takes control of the situation! Boy, howdy does she ever. And my friend, my co-host, my captain, my captain! If you don't mind, could I take it away? Only if we all get late at the end. Well, we'll just have to see. (gasps) Do it. So Boss Man gets bored through the floor, and Coach Rollins is used as a battering ram to smash open the front doors! In the commotion, our hero's Donkey Kong Blondie to the truck in a barrel, but she leaves like an asshole! The Beast barge in! Wheels gets trapped under the jukebox! Beer Guy cuts his losses and decides to commit Molotov suicide! Which seems unnecessarily painful, but fuck it, he was getting annoying anyway. It doesn't work, and he gets his head popped like an overripe tomato! Bozo and Gulag trap the master beaster under a door! Fentanyl savagely clubs it about the face and neck! with the shotgun, before jamming her fist down its throat! Bullets would have been easier, but we can't argue with the results. The sun rises, as the few remaining survivors greet a brand new day, and an uncertain future. As they try to leave, their car stalls out. Nobody gets laid, because at this point, it would probably be just gross and unsatisfying, and it's... Oh my god, Greg. I couldn't have said it better myself. That is 2005's Feast. Feast, Done by John Gulager. I fucking love this movie. It's so good. You have an amazing list of characters. You have an amazing setting. Uh, You got yourself Clue you have a whole bunch of aw- other awesome characters in this the one thing i like really want to point out is that it does not take long for this movie to pick up it gives you like i want to say five minutes of like here's your characters and then it's just balls to the fucking wall the first kill of the movie is a guy getting fucking beheaded and then getting scarfed alive the next kill is a fucking kid yeah there's so much goddamn gore It is loaded with nothing but practical effects The monsters in this are sweet They're covered in shrouds And like deer skull mask antler things The movie just fucking rocks dude Beginning to end It's it's totally fucking metal Rock and roll baby There's no tits in it But you got a lot of cleavage You got a lot of skin uh, Showed between uh, Honey Bee and uh, Harley Mom That's just as good You know what I'm giving this five out of five, dude. The maniac loves you. Feast is rewatchable. Watch this movie when you're in bed with a hangover. Watch this movie when you're stoned out of your mind. Watch this movie when you're tripping on mushrooms. Enjoy it. it, Love it. Feast fucking rules. It's produced by some fucking top names in Hollywood. All around. Mm -hmm. Dude, just a great produced greg It's history's greatest monster produced i can't say enough good things about this movie what say you well i agree with you pretty much on everything love the gore love the plot love the characters i love the entire format of it i love that it defies cliche around every corner and as i said earlier it's more or less a prototype or it bases itself on the prototype that was set by Demon Knight, which is one of my favorite movies, if not my favorite movie of all time. Oh, fuck yeah. So, in the same spirit, the same feel, this is a gem. It's about as close to a perfect film as you can get in 2005. So, straight up 5 out of 5, my man. This is one of the few times that we both agreed 5 out of 5. I mean, I almost never say it. I think this has the damn that scary seal of approval. Beast. Part one. Lovable. Enjoyable. Rewatchable. damn, this is good. I can almost start it over from the beginning, just one after another. All right, Greg. Well, in saying that, uh, how are we feeling about our, uh, our next episode, buddy? Well, you want to give a little bit of a clue as to what our audience is in for? Yeah. Clue. Gulek. a little bit more clue g- 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 the gallagher brothers yeah I'm yeah liam They've and died. jimmy they're all dead they, they're they, dead they, they're they they they're dead week. as fuck they gone died. and forgotten yep. dead forever. As well as well as Go fuck them. never fucking pull that acoustic guitar out around a campfire i will take that acoustic guitar and i will break it over your head and say listen up slap nuts just like jeff jarrett unless you're gonna play champagne supernova because that's actually a pretty good song yeah. So with that in mind Why don't you love each other? Why don't you care for you? And maybe You're gonna be the one that saved me You can just keep it Spooky And after all You're the piece of shit That smashed my watermelons (laughs) You motherfucking Gallagher brothers Do you know the words to uh, That song Wonderwall I mean some of them Okay Be brown, I could 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 be brown. All I know when it comes to brothers are the Gallaghers, dude. We don't have to keep bringing it up.